Welcome to the Grand Haven Schools Highlight Show on 103.5 WAWL. My name is Andy Engel. I'm the superintendent of the Grand Haven Area Public Schools. Each week, we spotlight a variety of people and programs within the Grand Haven Schools. Today, my guest is Cecil Hammond, Director of Technology. And we're going to talk all about student devices and what's happening in the classroom with all the devices we have. Welcome, Cecil. Thanks for having me. So, I don't know how what kind of regular listeners we have. I hope we have many, but um, th- those that do might remember in the late spring we talked about device replacement. So we've got all new Chromebooks um, for fifth through twelfth graders. Um, actually, third and fourth graders have Chromebooks. Kindergartners, first graders, second graders have iPads. Um, I thought this might be a good chance to talk about what that looks like um, in the classroom. There's a lot of people out driving around Grand Haven listening um, that didn't go to school with technology. I was in, I'm talking a long time now, I was in a third grade classroom and just getting logged on to our math support program um, took some effort with third graders to, to enter that email address and put in your your password and do some of that. What's a, what's a day in the classroom look like with, with these devices that students have? Well, especially with our younger students, like you said, it's amazing how quickly they adapt to that. Where, yeah, the first week, second week, it is difficult for those, especially real young kids, to log in. But um, they quickly become very proficient at doing that. Um, All teachers in the district have been trained in the Tripoli framework, which is rather than just learning how to use the device, which the first couple weeks some time is spent on, it's using the devices to learn. And the three E's stand for that um, the students will be engaged with the learning target, the technology will enhance the learning target, and it will extend the learning target beyond the classroom walls. So what we try to get away from is simply doing a digital worksheet. Uh, there's, there's not much of a bump in educational value, and we're definitely not getting the bang for our buck if we stay in that realm of technology. We like the kids to collaborate. We like them to be able to research beyond the walls of um, their their static classroom that they're in. It's um, my teaching days were in the late '90s, and that was in a computer lab era um, of education that lasted into the even when I was a a middle school principal into the middle, maybe till 2010. Um, And the personal device era. I think brings a lot of advantages to the classroom, right? I remember the time, you know, the checking out the computer lab. And if you were going there as a teacher, you had to use it for the whole hour. Um, Students and teachers might use their learning device for five minutes, for 45 minutes, depending on the activity, depending on what they're engaging in, right? Absolutely. The freedom and flexibility that the one-to-one format that we have at Grand Haven provides us gives us all kinds of opportunities that you wouldn't have in a typical computer lab. Um, I think a computer lab setting tends to lead you down the road of we are going to learn how to use the technology. It's a um, it's not integrated into the learning and uh, with with the one-to-one where when you need it you grab it. I think that lends students to see the technology as a tool like any tool that's in the classroom. So let's, I'm going to hammer that point just a little bit more. Um, if, if folks think that, that 
schools, I, and this is Grand Haven or anybody, I, I, I'd, I'd stand up and defend anybody that's got technology in schools, I really think. Um, if, if folks think that we're simply becoming an online delivery of education, that's anything but the truth with our teachers and educators. This goes back to that Tripoli framework and what you're saying, but this isn't kids aren't coming to school and flipping open their, their Chromebook and working on that for seven hours straight. There's a lot of intentionality that goes behind the activities and what's selected, right? Absolutely. The, the, the power of the group coming in, the collaboration um, that's there, just being in the same room with a number of people, all of that flows over even into the technology where if you're on a device and it creates a silo that you are in where um, you are simply interacting with the device, there's, there, there's perhaps a better way of doing things where you're going to collaborate with the other humans that are in the classroom also. So let's just talk about the era of screen time and lots of devices. Then you're, I, you're, I think one of the best people to ask this question to because you are, you are one of the most techie people I know, um, in terms of your knowledge and and what you do with technology. But you are also one of the least techie people I know. You don't, um, you don't. I believe you don't sit in your house. You're a you're an avid outdoors person. You camp with your family. You stand up paddleboard. Um, your kids are out playing soccer, doing lots of stuff. So um, I, I think I've observed you balance the use of technology and and screen time a little bit. And so talk about what what parents might be worried about or community members might be worried about when we hand a device to students. They've maybe got a cell phone or other devices. Um, how we manage active use of screen, what, what's good screen time and what's bad screen time? I guess yep. that's the question. Yeah, well, I think it's a valid a valid um, point to be concerned about. And a simple, a simple way to draw a dividing line is whether you are creating or consuming. Not that all consumption is poor. However, I think the younger generation are, are avid consumers of information. I don't know if we necessarily have to spend a lot of time teaching them how to consume information, but create, create things on the devices. That's where um, I think we'll get the biggest benefit. So if you're watching your child on their device and they are creating something, whether that be a movie, a, a, their word processing, they're writing something, they're making a presentation, I think those are all great uses of technology. I think things to be concerned about at home as the students are bringing the devices home, of course, there's two pieces to the technology that I think of often. First of all is safety, and then second of all is the educational bump we get from it. And at home as a parent, especially with our youngest kids, and in fifth and sixth grade they start bringing home the Chromebooks, just thinking about making it a public device. And the students are going to use them um, at the kitchen table. They are going to charge them in the kitchen, in the living room, not in their room. So um, thinking about little things like that, that, that that we can do so that they don't become even a silo at home where they're just sitting in their room on the device, nobody knows what they're doing necessarily, um, is, is all things that we should be cognizant of. You're listening to the Grand Haven Schools Highlight Show on 103.5 WAWL. This is Andy Engel. My guest today is Cecil Hammond, Director of Technology. We're talking about uh, student device and their use. Cecil, let's talk a little bit more about student safety. Um, the devices that we issue to students are 
pretty well protected. It's not an open ticket to the full World Wide Web, right? Absolutely. And there's, there's of course, a human component to that. I don't think the answer to safety is completely technological, although we do have um, filters in place, although no filter is perfect. So talking to your child about what should they do, especially the young kids, if they get into something that makes them feel uncomfortable, you know, to tell an adult to back out of it, to um, to let people that care about them know exactly what they stumbled upon. So with our fifth and sixth graders, they um, start getting email. Here's one easy thing that a parent could do if you're concerned about your child using email and if they're going to use it appropriately or if people that are emailing them are using it appropriately. Setting up email forwarding for our fifth graders. So if your child gets an email, it gets forwarded to you. Maybe something, a simple solution that that you could look at as a parent. Um, At school, we filter with a couple different programs and one of the programs even follows um, the children home. And then we get reports on it, and we, we follow up on those. If we see that some students are getting into some dangerous situations, uh, we take that very seriously. Excellent. Yeah, it's really, really important, and we want to we promote with students good use, both in their current lives, but um, modeling use of um, technology going forward. We had the conversation earlier today that um, understanding that what you might say in a text to a friend is different than what you might say in an email even with a friend or with a teacher, um, and that there's different different levels of appropriate conversation. Um, Absolutely. We spend quite a bit of time talking to the students about this is a work device rather than just it's, it's not your personal play device, although some of that stuff bleeds into how students use the devices. Um, but teaching the difference between what you do at work, what you do at home, on the devices is a big push of ours. So let's wrap up. There might be people just wondering. It's a lot of devices. It's a lot to manage. Um, If you don't have a fifth grader, if you do have a seventh grader, you might think, how the heck do these things last a year? Um, Just talk a little bit. It's been, this is, I think, year five now of um, students having devices, carrying them home. What's the what's the break rate like? What's how how often are we making fixes or repairs? And maybe talk a little bit about what some of our technology department does to keep costs down and get devices back to kids really fast. Absolutely. So we uh, we do all the fixes in house. We also do insurance in house. So depending on your free and redu- or reduced status, we have three different levels of payment, which cover two complete unintentional breaks of the device. So um, if your student accidentally drops it down a stairwell, they can be pretty much guaranteed to get a new device within 48 hours back. And we have loaners that they can use also. Our current plan is to replace these, these every four years. And when fifth graders come in, we've been lucky enough that every fifth grader that's come in has been able to get a brand new Chromebook. And we've phased out so the senior ones didn't have to come back to the fifth graders. Um, let's let's wrap on this question. Um, we, you and I were actually talking about um, our, well, we were talking about my eating plan, um, but we were talking about diets. We were talking about just we, we, we fortunately live in a, a world and a place in the world where um, 
there's generally an abundance of food. And so we have to choose carefully in terms of what we do broadly or uh, if I'm at Russ's and how much I eat off the buffet. Um, we talked, you made the analogy that technology and the World Wide Web is just like that. There's an abundance of information and you gotta, you gotta be thoughtful about what kind of information you grab from there. Do you have any closing comments about yeah, that? Absolutely, and that's, a, I think, a relatively, when you look at history, a relatively recent phenomena that our issues now are issues of abundance and talking to the students about how do you filter through all of this information that's coming through? How do you know what's good information? How can you um, look at sources and things like that is, uh, is something that this generation especially is going to have to deal with and, and uh, we will we'll try to help them along the way. Sounds great. Cecil, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for all the leadership you provide in the district around instructional technology, teachers and students. Um, it should be a great year ahead. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This is Andy Engel. You've been listening to the Grand Haven Schools Highlight Show on the mighty 103.5 WAWL.